Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Port Charles Style. I am your host, Tony Ann. And this week, I've got Nick, Dylan, and Sarah with me. Say hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. All right. Well, before we get into our main stories, we do have one little piece of news. The Soap Opera Digest February Sweeps preview came out. What is everybody looking forward to? Dylan, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, for me, like the the thing that I was looking forward to the most in that preview, um, it was two things actually. The what I I need this wedding to happen, and I need it to be a disaster, like on the scale of um, Franco and Carly's. Oh yes, <laughs> wedding blow up. Like Hell of a I, comparison. <laughs> I, that's what I need. I I need all the drama, and I need for there to be like long term fallout. And also, I am really curious as to what's going to be happening at Windermere, and like this alleged body count that we're going to get. Uh well. I- we can talk about that more when we get to uh, one particular story outline, but I do have my theories on that. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Nick, what about you? Um, The wedding, of course. I'm really excited about the mess that's going to turn out to be. Um, whatever Spencer and Trina are doing, because I think I have a hunch on what they're going to be doing. Um, uh, thing. And Victor. Because I'm, cause I'm ho- hopefully we're heading to a climax of whatever. Please, this story has been going on for 7,000 years. So, Truly. Yeah, those are the three things I'm really looking forward to. And Sarah, what about you? Uh, very much like Dylan and Nick, the wedding. One thing that stuck out to me in the in the Curtis Porsche and Co part of of the article was talking about um, something, some innocent gesture that Trina does, and it kind of brings the family to their knees. So I'm intrigued to see what that's about. Same. Also- that's very weird wording. I it have, is. I wonder yeah. if it's good. I wonder if it's gonna be like um, similar to what Marlena did um, in Brady with Brady and Kristen. Remember how she accidentally played the sex tape, but she wasn't intending to. What if there's some kind of slideshow or something at the wedding, and somehow mixed in is like a photograph of the paternity results showing that Curtis is her father. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to see what what it's going to be, and then the other story that intrigued me, um, purely for comedic purposes and just their crazy <laughs> dynamic together, is Esme Ryan and Heather. That was gonna be um, my pick. <laughs> most people are a mess, especially Heather and Ryan together. Esme, she's a mess on her own. So I'm I'm interested to see what the three of them get up to, especially because now I do believe that Esme actually has got real amnesia. Um, I'm interested to see how that unfolds. 
And for me, I'll be honest, this kind of felt like the preview that was a giant generic word salad for a good portion of this. Like, I couldn't really make heads or tails over what was coming. But the one thing that intrigued me the most was the Laura section. Um, Because it's particularly the part where it says she's going to make an enemy out of an old acquaintance. And at first I thought it was Carolyn. Carolyn Weber because I thought maybe they were even though she's never been on the show before they were kind of establishing that she knew of her so I thought there were going to be issues there but after some of the stuff that happened this week and where I think things might be going I'm wondering if it's going to be Ava possibly but I also Ava an acquaintance would be weird though yeah very weird but again soap opera digest so that you know I yeah (laughs) They do love their weird wording. So that wasn't my first thought. My first thought was Carolyn, because they are kind of establishing that she knows of her. Even though we've never seen them interact because she's never been in town. So that was my first thought. But then now I'm starting to wonder if it's Ava. Who knows? But also, I just wanted to mention one more thing. Another thing that surprised me is the thing about Cameron. Um, The truth about Esme has Cameron reeling. What? I'm trying to figure out what truth. Yeah, because they know that uh, Esme's the one that, you know, taped them having sex, him and Josh. Unless so... Cameron finds out her parentage. I was thinking that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But why would it's literally Cameron the only finds out first? I mean, it'd be interesting. And like, why would he care? Exactly. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I did think about that. I don't know where they're gonna go with it and that makes me I hope he doesn't keep if okay supposing he does find out her parentage I hope she doesn't ask him to keep it a secret because he owes her jack shit well he she wouldn't be the one asking unless she remembers because she doesn't know the only thing she she knows about is Ryan you know so Heather overshares a lot of noticing he could he could easily accidentally find out from Heather or from who the hell knows but or Jeff if Heather or tells, Carolyn, if Heather or if Heather tells Jeff or Carolyn, because he- Jeff did go visit Heather, so if, and if, Ke- she, and if she lets Carolyn's it slip to already, Jeff, and Carolyn's already, you know, involved could, in that mess, involved and could figure it out. Like it'd be very weird for him to find out, but it's going to be interesting to see what he does with it. What if he does find out? Yeah. Okay. Supposing because Esme has been put into this Cameron spoiler. I feel like that's the start of what we all don't want. Uh, yeah. Let's let's not put that into the ether and just leave that there. Hopefully that nobody ever picks that up because no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And on that note, we can jump into our critical cases. First things first. After talking to Trina and overhearing a fight with Jordan and Portia, Stella starts to become suspicious. She confronts Jordan and learns that Trina could be Curtis's child, and she's determined to find out and tell the truth. What did we think? The PCPD needs to hire Stella. That's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) That and Jordan needs to pick a lane because... On one hand, she's like, oh, um, Curtis needs to know. But then when she's talking to Stella, she's all, that's family business. I'm I'm not in it. 
y'all figure it out girl yeah she can't keep she can't keep getting in Portia's face and then being like but I'm not doing nothing at the same time however I will say I did enjoy the Portia Jordan fight in the hospital because finally it felt like Tanisha Harper had something to do rather than just stand in the hallway asking questions with a resting bitch face which is literally I feel like all they write Jordan to do yeah, I definitely I... don't think it's her place to tell Curtis. It's definitely Portia's place to tell Curtis. Yeah. yeah. Um, when and I did watch, she's trying to keep herself out of it, but she's trying to get Portia to tell the truth before they get married. Yeah. Because and... she knows that's what yeah. destroyed her, her marriage. Absolutely. There, I'm completely all for it. But then when she's talking to Stella, she's really giving Stella all the goods without saying, oh yeah, by the way, Curtis could be Trina's dad. Like she really wanted to tell someone without saying, but at the same time, she's like, oh, that's family business. That's not my business. Girl, pick a lane, please. Because if you're going to, if you want to tell somebody, I mean, I wouldn't be the one, I wouldn't tell Stella because it's Stella, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't don't give crumbs and then you don't want to give the rest of the cookie but you do but you don't like don't dangling don't dangle a carrot in front of my face and then and then that's it like j- just say everything you wanted to say to Stella because she obviously wanted Stella to know and then dropping all these clues without telling her but then previously arguing with Portia about Curtis needs to know I don't know I Jordan kind of annoyed me. I will say Stella has kind of evolved because I'm surprised that she didn't immediately like word vomit all over Portia while they were trying on dresses. Like she had she the restraint. To. Oh, she wanted to. Like her face was giving she her away. Fighting but... for her life. Yeah, yeah she was. was for real. But she's trying not to, which in a way is growth because like Stella of old wouldn't have given a fee five fell fuck. She would have just exploded all over Portia. Hence, remember when she exposed um, Curtis and Portia's affair and Trina found out about it. Yeah. yeah. It feels like that moment actually did kind of land for her. Cause yeah. Jordan was like, they're not going to listen, especially coming from you. Cause let's not forget what happened before. But I'm so happy that this story is finally moving. We've felt so stagnant in this story for so long. And I think part of that was because, um, you know, Jordan left for a year or what felt like a year. It may have been less. Um, a few months, wasn't it? Yeah, a few months. Okay. It felt, yeah, it felt, it felt like a long time, though. It really because did. Like ever it's been Jordan so disappointing. Yeah. But I feel like now we're finally moving and thank God, because I'm so ready for us to move into the next phase of the story and see where we're going. But oh my God, are they laying the laying the anvils? They're laying the anvils for a few different things because (laughs) there it's going to be a mess. Trina's paternity coming out is going to be a mess no matter what. But did you guys hear um, when Portia was talking about Trina's wedding. Yes. Yeah. Very far I thought off of you future. when she said that. I thought of you I was when like, she said I was that. Like, because uh-oh. you've been saying you I'm think telling Trina you, been... and and Spencer are gonna get married. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I don't and know if it's a coincidence or if it's a real anvil, but I heard it. The and anvils honestly, are heavy. <laughs> and honestly, they may have to because I don't think he's going to be fighting Nick Nicholas for custody, and I don't think Nicholas is going to get the chance to sign the baby over to him because I'm pretty sure, you know, and we'll talk oh, about the Nicholas Spencer stuff. Yeah. Well, A, a Esme is going to be on the run, so the baby's going to be missing, but B, I'm pretty sure Nicholas is on his way to his fifth presumed death in the last five years. <laughs> yeah. He's the, uh, he's the new Stefano Cassidy. <laughs> I've been Stefano DeMera. I said Stefano Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> so I, I feel like he's going to end up having to potentially marry Trina to prove that he's a stable parent in order for the state to sign over custody. Cause I feel like that child is going to going to automatically become a ward of the state given Esme's yeah. incarceration currently. Yeah. So Nicholas is presumed death again. Yeah. Well, and unless it Esme doesn't make any run. sense. Zero. Oh no, it completely no. doesn't make any sense. But no, I mean, thing- even the whole it, like just logically thinking it out. Um, they hope we don't. What do that. makes Trina look any better on paper than Spencer? She was Thank literally you. just on trial. The person Thank that you. should be into the custody situation is Laura, and that's the only yeah. logical choice. And she don't even want that baby. So at I mean, all. She she hasn't put her she hasn't thrown her hat into the Laura ring. Laura said, but... "Fuck them kids." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I think if she had to, that's that's genuinely why I don't think they're gonna get custody. Cause like, really, like <laughs> they're barely they're barely out of their teenage years. They're both still in school. You are well, a, he's a, he's a is Spencer even in school. He is. He was auditing. No. He was auditing classes, wasn't he? But did was he? he? Yeah. Did he decide to take on classes full time or did... I don't I don't think so. Um but he's a he's fresh out of prison. Um Trina's fresh off of getting kicked out of school and nearly going to prison. They're not I don't see a judge actually granting them custody. I think they're going to get married with the intention of getting custody. And I think Laura's going to end up with custody and they're going to be sitting there looking stupid. Looking dumb. <laughs> with yep. a, with a brand new with a brand new um marriage certificate. Because sure like, mind you, this is the same show that told us that Michael couldn't marry Sasha because it wouldn't look good in court with Sasha's yep. con artist past. So if yep. they remember that and are consistent... <laughs> Oh, consistency on this show, yeah. <laughs> but if they if they remember that, then Spencer and Trina will get married for nothing. But they're going, but they're going to be married and they're going to be stuck. Honestly, because, if that gets because she's going to be isolated from her family. At this point, I'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, the Seriously. other anvil that was dropping like a lead balloon was how Curtis is going to react to this. Because yeah, all better, of the you say, better. oh, I could never, I could never be with someone who lied to me or whatever he said. Mm. He better keep that same energy. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. And that's solely because I don't want him <laughs> Portia together. But... <laughs> but who's the alternative for Portia and Jordan? 
Well, for Jordan, it could be one of Portia's cousins. Um, <laughs> for and for Portia, Portia, honestly, anybody on that show, because Brooke will have chemistry with basically anybody except Donna she, Turner. She's, she does. <laughs> I wish they kept Sean and used him properly, because Sean and Jordan right. would have been something I would like to. I would like to, I would see, like to see it. <laughs> You bring Andre back too. I liked him. Oh please! Yeah, that would yes. be nice. Oh, or Taggart. I mean, because <laughs> we're, we're we barely off. see him as yeah, because we don't so. see him. Yeah, and I don't know if yeah. that's just because I don't know if that's because of Riel. But if it was because of Riel's availability, I feel like they would recast they've him. Recast not, him they've recast him for other before, situations. Yeah. So I don't see why it's a problem. They're, they just don't they're care to. They're write genuinely for not writing the that blacks. Character. No, that particular black. Like, just yeah, they're not writing true. for him. They are writing for Curtis. There's a reason we don't yeah. have Sean. There's a reason we don't have Andre. They chose Curtis. Yeah, the that's why, why they're we don't get to see TJ. Trina's, yeah, that's why they're retconning Trina's yep. fraternity. There's, there's a reason we don't see TJ. There's a reason Hat uh, Daddy's here. It's there can they, be only one. Yep. Like, and thing is setting. Curtis and Sean up particularly as like rivals would have Makes made perfect so sense. much sense and it would have made such good story. Yeah, because they're, it's in the history. They're fighting over Sean. the same women. They're yeah. fighting over children. They're fighting. Like, come on. You had it right there. And you... Yeah. And not even just the, the, the women and the child. Sean's history with Curtis's brother. Yep. I mean, it's a friendly fire situation. We know that it was never on purpose, but there's bad blood there. I mean, if Stella still resents him, I'm sure Curtis There's did too. There. Yeah. Not only did you sleep with my brother's wife, you got her pregnant, and he ended up dead behind it. Mm-hmm. It would be irrational, but I, it, the it would story's be, there. It would be weird if Curtis didn't feel some type of way about all of yeah. that shit that went down. Yep, mm-hmm. and then like on Sean's side... I, I know that they want to retcon it, but I'm not letting it go. Curtis, let that man sit up in jail knowing that he was innocent knowing, and yeah. then went and played house yep. with his child. Yep. Yeah, there's story there and they just... And, and the, his ex. And the woman house. he loved. There was story there. There was so much story there. And they just did not do it and I hope with this reveal they play into all of the messy beats and we do not get the instant resolution that Trina's going to be calling Curtis daddy by Christmas I'm telling you this now see my thing is they don't why why they refuse to play the other side of it like most shows would do with when it comes to Taggart, if he's losing a kid, they would have been laying it on thick. Like when, God help me, I'm giving them praise for something. When Days was about to take Lonnie away from Abe, they were laying it on thick. How close oh, yeah. she had gotten with the Carvers and Abe and Theo, and how much a part of the family she was before they pulled the rug out from under them. Well, Gitch. like y'all just said, they'd have to care about Taggart. They'd have to be writing for him, but they're writing for one black. So tech technically yes, but days don't give a shit about Abe. Like, At all. <laughs> but they That's true. but they gave enough of a damn in that moment to 
to tell the story and and make it feel like he mattered. It's like they brought Taggart back and thought, oh, well, he's someone from the past we can connect Trina to, but even though we're not going to keep it that way, this will just... This is just something to hold people, like tie people so over. Or Which like, is so rude because get, they gave, they literally gave us caviar and said, nope, you get spam. Like, they could have had, I, I wouldn't have gone that route, but like, I, if, if, if it had to be someone else other than Tagger, I would have preferred to have been Sean because not only do we have more, Ooh. more history with Sean than Tagger, I mean, than Curtis. Sean Blakemore is an Emmy winner. He's we know fine. he could have carried. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know he could have carried the story. Yeah. The same the same backstory that they gave to Curtis about his father missing literally could have applied to Sean. Sean apparently saw his father be murdered when he was six years old in a convenience store. That literally could have been transferred right over to Sean. Because I. Uh... I don't know. Do we think Donnell is a strong enough actor to handle the material that's going to be coming his way? No, we don't. We've established this. <laughs> I don't because a lot of the reason that I have been struggling with this story, particularly when Hat Daddy entered the chat, um, it, was, it was, was just be, a. It was because of him. It was. Yeah. He was. Me I'm gonna too. be real. I didn't start caring about Hat Daddy until TJ entered the chat, and now they don't use TJ. Like, <laughs> but when TJ Beck went, when him and Curtis went looking for uh, Marshall and begged him to come back, he was like, "I just want a relationship with my grandfather, blood or not." And we've we've missed you. We've missed your presence. That made me care about Marshall as an Ashford. Outside of that, I didn't care. TJ's the Ashford I care about. TJ and Jordan, those are the two I care about when it comes to the Ashford family. Curtis is was forced upon me. I didn't ask for him. <laughs> Donnell's decent, but he's not a leading man. And he does great it, in in supporting it, roles. He, he really does, and it often when they give him quote unquote lead material, it exposes him. And that's my worry when we're going into this. He's gotten better. He's had he's had some really decent moments recently, but I don't know if he can carry the weight of what's coming. And that's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we will see in time. Having said that, we can move on to our next critical case. Willow gives birth to baby She-Hulk, but flatlines <laughs> after the C-section. She sees Harmony, who tries to convince her to come with her, but Willow chooses to fight. Y'all. <laughs> Tony, why would you do that? <laughs> I should have read this outline before. Jennifer Walters is somewhere like, now why am I in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that baby is the biggest premature baby I have ever seen. Listen, at least she's white. I mean, there's that. Jesus. <laughs> no, because remember when they gave um, who was, oh my gosh. I just, uh, Olivia? Uh, that yeah. Leo? Leo. Leo was it's black. Black History Month, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god, this. That's a I only have. Know they need to raise your allowance for the ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even know about that or remember that until somebody pointed it out on the timeline because I had posted a picture. I think it was um, Michael. Michael said it in the group chat. Yeah, Michael said it in the group chat, but somebody else had said it to me on the timeline and I had put it in the group chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Olivia, and, Olivia, you got something you want to tell us. And I know what they were going for with Leo, but they completely missed the mark. Yeah, daddy was a Jerome, all right. <laughs> I said um, Jerome in a house. <laughs> okay, I will say. Oh gosh, I know for a fact that harmony is not in heaven because ain't no one ever been on a show, <laughs> went to heaven. And is wearing black. Exactly. She was. She was. She was giving Crossroads Demon from Supernatural. That's what she was giving. She's either in purgatory or the white lights were trying to fool Willow into going with her. But Harmony wearing ain't no angel on TV ever worn black. Okay. Exactly. Which is why it was so weird to me to see people on the timeline like having a fit, and I'm like, so y'all just don't. They don't it's use symbolism at all. Huh? <laughs> Their context clues is the white, the white lights. I'm like, that's all they care about. They saw the white lights and they were like, "Oh, why is Harmony in heaven? She's wearing black. She's not in heaven. Not only is she wearing black, she's trying to get Willow to leave her children behind. Yep. Yeah, she's not in heaven. Just she's... die, just die, <laughs> yeah. girl. It's alright. Because anyone who's what actually in there? heaven and the 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 characters crossing over, yep, the character is always the one that wants to go. But the yeah. person, the it's angel, saying, is like, you, you, you have so much back. to live for. You yep. have, you know, all this stuff. You have these kids. You have these people. You have this. You have this. You have all these things going on keeping you there. Why do you want to come? Yeah. She's in if hell. She's, yeah, if she wasn't in hell, she would have told Willow to go back. Go home to your family. For sure. So she was saying, come on, baby. It's fine. I'm just going <laughs> to ask this bluntly. Did the anybody care about any of this? No. Um, I, I mean, didn't. if Willow went, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> I didn't I, not care. Like, yeah. okay, it ha- it's a thing that happened. Like, it didn't bother. I wasn't yeah. like super invested in yeah. it. But it was. It was. It was interesting to watch because I immediately noticed the black. I'm like, oh, she's trying to kill her. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't hate Willow anymore because I did at one point I don't I don't hate her and Michael as a unit weirdly enough I hate the writing for the character and I hate this the way they told the cancer storyline um but it is what it is yeah <laughs> I will say the things that I was emotionally invested um did surround mostly the baby because seeing Carly, Jocelyn, and Bobby having the scene with the like fourth generation Spencer woman was really sweet, and that got me. And then the scene where Michael first got to hold his daughter and Bobby yeah, handed cute. the baby over to him gave me such a flashback. And Dylan, you'll remember this scene to when Jason first held Michael. Yeah, 
like the positioning it was it almost looked like the same room too just updated like it took me all the way back and it was just kind of such a cool parallel that I actually cared whether or not you know I cared about the baby more so than Willow like I would not mind if Willow died and we got to see Michael attempting to be a single dad I wanted to see him being a single dad when he got Wiley back, but they ended up throwing Willow at him. So I, I don't know. I'd be curious. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. I'm also curious to see if this, if this stem cell transplant is going to work because I get the distinct impression that it's not and that somebody else in Nina's family is going to end up being a match. Because yeah. the sweeps preview sounded yeah. like Liesel may end up being a match, which I'm cool with. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it didn't need to be Nina. No. And it God it didn't need to be Carly. Um, <laughs> I mean, for the oh god, I just I want but the story. Also, I want the, the story end... over, and I don't want yeah. anyone else like. That's I'm, the other I'm, thing, though. I'm that's over the one-upmanship between Carly and Nina. I'm over it. But like honestly and truly and it goes back to like what we were saying earlier about like the cancer aspect of the story being a complete overthought it's terrible most people get bone marrow matches from outside their family like 70 yeah, percent yeah. of donors are not related to the recipient yeah so like i'm just sitting over here like i'm sure it's probably going to be lethal but why does it need to be it could literally it could be anyone it could be any exactly it could be literally anyone well see they're never gonna well what if it was was anyone and that fell through what if it was t what if it was tj see that's see that's me using what they gave me the little bit of crumbs that they gave me (laughs) yeah because you want it to be tj and she's so thankful to tj and they end up things pop off yeah (laughs) that's what you want that's that what, would that's be what so they messy. told her. That would be so That'd be messy. So messy. And, and it would is, be good, but you know they're not going to do that. And thing is, they Michael, barely give TJ his own story. And honestly, it, it would not surprise me if Michael still resented Willow for keeping the secret as long as she did. Exactly, because I feel like the only reason he didn't say anything is because she was dying. dying. She's dying but right now. But after is, this, if TJ's the one who saves her and then she starts spending more and more time with TJ and less time with him and the kids, then it's then the feelings are going to fester and now he doesn't have a reason not to hold back. Yep. So it could be I messy mean, and dramatic and perfect. Literally, it could be anyone and those feelings could still exist. I would just prefer it be TJ so we could continue the story they dangled in front of us. Yeah, because like... And the thing is, the actors wanted it, too, because, like, they were so excited they got to work together. They both said it in various interviews. I think Taj said it in his state of mind. And then I think Katie said it on SOD that um, they were so excited to work together because they were friends for years but never got to work together. Yeah. So... And then we also still don't have a name for this child. Like, I, I would just like like this. They better child name to... her quick. Her ass gonna get up and walk away. <laughs> 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 no, 
big ass baby. <laughs> baby, yeah, on red the timeline we're saying truly, <laughs> truly. People on the timeline. I don't know if I'm making this up. If I, I don't know. It could have been. It could be a figment of my imagination. But people were saying to name the the baby Brittany. They better not be up to Brit. That's kind of what That's I thought what after something Willow said on Friday. The only reason I don't think they would do that is because they kind of wasted that on that random Christmas episode. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That baby is Big Boy Pickles from Regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna drink your Simulac? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was Angelica's imaginary friend. Sorry, tangent. I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> We're never gonna let the show live down the size of the child. I also have to say that Willow coming back, Michael is looking like he's beating those allegations. What do you mean? Oh, the death dick allegations. Yeah. <laughs> Give it yeah. time. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. Listen, we thought Kiki was safe. And yeah, it's listen. Yeah. She was she was what two to three years removed from their from that dick before it killed her. Yeah, all it takes <laughs> is for Kay- all it takes is for Caitlyn not to renew her contract, <laughs> and we might be seeing a death to Willow story. <laughs> yeah, but for the moment, he's he's caught a he's got another life to live. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Does anybody else have anything to add on this particular story before we move on to what is arguably my favorite story of the whole week? Now we go. No, nah, not really. Let's go, let's get to the mess, the good mess. Yeah, the good mess. <laughs> but Spencer gets the video from Ava and watches it with Trina. Despite Trina's concerns, he chooses to blackmail Nicholas in the best scenes GH has produced in years. Where do we want to start and who wants to kick it off? How about you go first, Tony? Because you're very excited about this. Show. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the Stefan Cassadine jumped out of Spencer when he started when he started reciting the video to Nicholas. I legit screamed and started losing my shit in a way that General Hospital has not made me do in a good way in literal years. I was not expecting that. The scenes were so well acted, and for once, a temporary recast has hit at the right time because I could not imagine Marcus Coloma doing those scenes and doing them well. I'm just going to say it. Or as well. Because, yeah. Adam, Adam <laughs> yeah. Huss is really good in those scenes. <laughs> Yeah. Which which makes me really sad for what's coming. Like, I was celebrating the fact that Nicholas was going to be gone. And I just, I wish that Adam could be a permanent recast at this point. Because I'm really, like, the way they fought makes me want to keep seeing it. Because well, he showed up in those he scenes. Did. At some point, Nicholas is going to have to come back. And if they can't get Tyler, they can't bring... What's his name? Mark? Marcus? Marcus, yeah. He... They can't bring him back. Like, they because they just can't. I think they fired so, him because Adam Huss, they realized he wasn't good. good. I don't think they're bringing yeah, him back. <laughs> I think so. I, yeah, I think so, too. So Adam Huss right now is the best alternative, especially if Tyler's not going to come back. Well, I mean, I know he mentioned that he was open to coming back. 
but I don't know if GH wants him back, at least now. Um, so I think Adam is a great alternative. He he really did a great job. And poor and poor Laura just standing there <laughs> so confused. She was, yeah. She okay. I feel bad for Laura. But let let's backtrack a minute because I jumped right to the confrontation stuff. Let, let mm-hmm. let's let's toss it back for a second. What did what did we think about one Spencer actually watching the video and two looping Trina in? I I'm gonna loop this back to the confrontation with with Nicholas. Spencer is has really let the Cassadine come through in him. And mm-hmm. Trina, she's this good girl. She still has a sense of innocence. Um, she tries to see the good in people. I mean, she tried to get him to come clean to Jordan. And I wonder if when and if they do finally get together, I wonder how that is going to affect their relationship because he was giving he is his father, grandfather's, great-grandfather's, great-grandmother's spawn. Um, So I just, I wonder how that will affect their relationship because she obviously sees the good in Spencer, um, but she also wants him to do good. She doesn't want him to blackmail his father because of the consequences um, that will bring and just because of how that will make their relationship long term so him being this or him becoming a true Cassidyne I wonder how that's going to play on their relationship yeah he's um Spencer is just he's so chaotic in the best way possible it's so entertaining and so captivating And and when you were watching the scenes and Adam Huss actually broke my heart because he was like, I don't, he said, the, the, my son is no longer there. I don't know who this is. Yeah. But I had, I had to think, like, Nicholas, you pushed him to this. Yep. He was fighting his hardest to, to push this darkness down. And every time you betrayed him, every time you let him down, every time he was an afterthought, you pushed him here. And you constantly do it. And you, you weren't getting any blowback until he started stalking you. And then he you you've you've had multiple chances. And, and then you decided to fake kill him to teach him a lesson. He, <laughs> he, he just could not rise to the occasion. And now Spencer's gone full on fuck you. Dark Prince. I'm taking everything. <laughs> like yeah. and and Nicholas doesn't know how to respond because I don't think Nicholas expected it to ever get this bad. Okay, Spencer and Esme gaslighting Ava and, and playing tricks, that's one thing. But for Spencer to directly come after him the way he's doing this. And doing it blatantly and blatantly. proudly. <laughs> it was. And the, and the interesting thing about that, though, is that's a direct parallel to how his relationship with Stefan was at the end. because like Stefan had done so much and betrayed him so thoroughly he was completely done with him 
at the end of it. He like literally kind of threw in with Luke at the end. Oh wow. So wow. like it's <laughs> so like it it's very interesting. Yeah, Luke had this whole mock trial of Stefan Cassadine thing. But it was it was wild. <laughs> but like um Nicholas pushed Spencer to the very same place that he had been with the man. And like, even though, you know, Stefan wasn't his biological father, that's the man that raised him. That and for a while he did think that that was his father. Yeah. And also, um, I was telling Tony in the group chat, like the scene where um Spencer is reciting the video. That's another direct parallel to Stefan because when he comes to town and he summons Laura to Spoon Island and they're on the dock launch, he recites to her Stavros's dying words. And there's a moment where she, like you can see on her face that she figures out, oh my God, this is what he's saying. He was somehow there because when Stavros died there was no one in the room but Luke Laura and him and so Stavros was like the power does not die with me you and your Luke you will feel my rage long after and in the middle of Stefan saying that to Laura you see the light bulb go on for her and she realizes where she's heard these words what they mean and then when you look at the scene with spencer and nicholas and laura in the chapel there's a moment where it clicks for nicholas what spencer is saying the look on yeah. his face was priceless and it just it was so well done and i don't know if that was like an intentional thing that they did i want to believe that it was because i hope it was so good it's too coincidental for it to not to be yeah, and like even the way that they shot it, because if you go back and you look at the original um, Stefan and Laura scene, she flashes back. They they put in the flashback of Stavros in the hospital. So like in and the middle of him way. saying all that, yeah. they she flashes back to his dying words, and in the middle of Spencer like reciting Nicholas's confession back to him, Nicholas flashes back to Ava in her hospital bed recording it and him yeah. saying it so he realizes where they came from it was just so good like the framing the setup the parallels like the family history that they dug into it was all it was, just so good it was genius. so good yeah. and you can think... and listen and Jeannie Francis did so she didn't really get to say a whole lot because this was mainly about Spencer and Nicholas but she said so much with her face and with her eyes that you could see that she was torn because she wants to support both of them. And she can see that they're both on the precipice of making a giant relationship ending mistake. And she can't stop either one of them. And considering what's coming, it's what's coming next or what we think is coming next. It's going to destroy her. Yeah. Cause yeah. like I said earlier, this goes out this way with his relationship with Spencer the way it is. With his relationship with everyone the way it is, because we can yeah. segue this into the Elizabeth part of it, because that's the next thing. But like at this point, Laura and Nicholas are not in the best spot. Spencer and Nicholas are done. Elizabeth and Nicholas are done. Like 
Ava they and are Nicholas setting, are done. Ava, like literally everybody, and Nick, Nicholas has cut ties with basically everybody. They are setting it up to the point where he is going to be presumed dead, and everybody in his life is going to be left shattered because shit. they were in, because they were in such a bad place when he died. Like, could you imagine if this is the last scene that Spencer has with his father? Uh, yeah, it's just gonna be a mess because a that's literally mess. all oh yeah that's literally all that kept going through my head is that they these could be the last words that um spencer and nicholas say to each other because i had i had read the soap opera digest preview thursday night and then watched this stuff on friday and i'm just like wow if these are the last words that they say to each other, Spencer is going to be even more fucked up than he already is. And he, for a long, he's probably going to try to act like he's okay. And the only person who's going to be able to see that he's not is Trina. I think everyone will see that he's not. I think, because I'm pretty sure Laura's going to see it. But I think he, Trina's probably going to be the only person he lets, he speaks those words to. Like, I'm not okay. I'm acting he, like it, but I'm not okay. And I don't need, like, oh, man, the amount of material that Nicholas Alexander Chavez is going to have for his Emmy reel next year is insane. Is he lead? Because um, he need to be. I don't see how he's smoothly <laughs> supporting. I'm confused. <laughs> I think he would still be in Younger based on his... No, no, no. He may he's not. out of, he's, he's, he's out out of, of Younger. younger. He's at, aged out of Younger because they, they lowered the requirements. So, yeah. So is know. this the last year he's um he's in the Younger? No, he's not in Younger at all. Oh, he's think, not in Younger at all. Mm-mm. I, think I think that was the last year where it was going to be anyone over 18. Now it's 18 okay. and Younger. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, supporting elites are going to be an even bigger dogfight than they already were. Um, he has the airtime and the, the talent shops to back up a lead. I just don't know if, if he if has the political. Yeah, if if there's the political yeah. capital behind him to make that move. Yeah, but um, we can sort of segue this now into our next. Um, critical case which is Nicholas and Caroline go to see or Caroline go to see Esme when she finds out she's pregnant Caroline refuses to help Nicholas and tells tells Liz what he's trying to do Liz cuts ties with Nicholas and confesses all to Finn why is he here again <laughs> Finn yes like I just no we don't need we Finn did not need to be in this at all. At all. But, uh, but I will say though. Why can't they just I'm happy she Alexis? told someone. Cause she needed to tell someone. I would have rather she, she should have told, told Laura. Terry. Or Terry or Laura. Yeah. And maybe Finn, Finn, just... if it was Terry, then Finn could have overheard it at the hospital. Yeah. Finn's initial reaction was exactly what I expected from him. Um, but with Elizabeth wanting to tell the police, I think he's gonna encourage her not to. I, I do think they're getting back together, though. I'm just going to put that oh, out there. I know, which is why we're all like, why are we doing this? She was free. <laughs> My, what bothers me about because that? Because they I, like for Elizabeth to suffer on this show. What bothers me about that the most is I liked them at first. And then they told the story of her losing her mind and made it about him. Yeah. And 
anyway, um, Nicholas ain't shit. Why would you, <laughs> Nicholas? <laughs> why she confided in you about what her mother did to her, her parents, and you, and you decide to use it to your advantage to make to get Carolyn to do something for you in a similar way. Why? Why are you, you this just way, said Nicholas? It. Nicholas ain't shit. <laughs> and the fact that, and I mean, because Elizabeth was ride or die th- for Nicholas through a lot of shit. You shot her sister in the head. She knew it and she forgave you and was still your bestie. And yet you turn around and do this after everything and then try to use her as an excuse as to why? Like, are you kidding? I was so proud of Elizabeth in that moment for cutting ties. But then it also sucked because like, I loved the Elizabeth and Nicholas friendship but it feels like they're doing it to lead up to Nicholas being an island on his own. Yeah. Right before he dies. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's given Julian Jerome. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, mm. Though I do think we'll I think we'll eventually get Nicholas's back. <laughs> Cause we did Julian when Julian was presumed dead, it took he wasn't dead dead like it took a while for him to actually die um but yeah nicholas is just he always shoots himself in the foot he always burns every bridge he's so destructive and it doesn't even seem intentional it just seems like he's careless and reckless with his relationships It's it's very similar to Spencer in a lot of ways without the methodicalness that Spencer is using in how he's being reckless, if that makes sense. Are you saying like, Spencer's smarter than Nicholas? Yeah. At this point, who isn't? <laughs> I think, to be honest, weirdly enough, I think Spencer may benefit from the fact that his parentage was so inconsistent as far as his relationship with a mother figure and a father figure, a stable one. Like, you have, even though he had Leslie, Leslie's been old as hell since I started watching. Ain't much she could possibly do with him. So he was. And then she had Laura. Yeah, now you have Laura, and Laura's still the mayor. And think, he had Britt, but Britt wasn't exactly a paragon of virtue when they met. And she didn't stay long because the relationship went to hell nicholas was sheltered by stefan uh, stefan and helena for a long time and until he was an adult spencer didn't have that spencer lost a lot very young and he probably had to try to put pieces of what was going on together on his own because his life was up and down because his father was a was chaos constantly but I will say him dying may be the only thing that can fix what's broken because when he comes back, if the first thing he does is go to Spencer and say, I'm Unlike alive. the last time. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because so that, that's that real- has to, he, that he has-, has to, he needs a do over. Basically you have a second, you have a second chance. If you come back, you have to 
do think you have to do right by your son because that's why you're in this mess. Ava's a grown woman. She she will be fine. Yeah, he needs to stop putting pussy before his son. Pussy, money, <laughs> pride, everything. <laughs> Just... Yeah, he need he needs to he needs to stand up, basically. Stand up. Yeah, <laughs> very much that. Elizabeth, um, I'm, I was proud of her for kicking his ass to the curb. Even though Me I, too. I, I would, with Adam Huss in the role, I would not mind them revisiting that. They would, they never will, because anyone would be better than Finn at the moment. <laughs> and I and again, going I to liked a convent them. And becoming a nun would be better than Finn at the moment. I liked them in, in the beginning when they first started getting closer. And then it just shifted, and it was it because shifted so it shifted badly. from him supporting her to, to her, her story becoming him. about him. Yep. And they, they always thing is they didn't do that with Anna and Finn, but they always do it with Elizabeth and whoever they want to pair her with. Yeah. Suddenly, her story becomes about them, and she's just standing there, being the talk to for their feelings and their whatever their reaction is to what she's experiencing and, and I I hope I can't say it but I hope they may they learned their lesson mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they have but <laughs> it would be nice it would be nice because we've been, we've been what Elizabeth has been in this place with how many different people over the last few years because it's not just Finn, because her relationship with Franco was very similar. Yeah, to be honest, I genuinely think it goes all the way back to Lucky. Yep. Yeah. And I know people like Twitter's a different place, but I know a lot of, <laughs> I know they were popular and I know a lot of people like them, but I've been told multiple times that Elizabeth rape story became about Lucky. And I think that's just a show thing. They don't it probably was a lot better written and Elizabeth probably had more point of view. Then, she did. But the show doesn't see her as a lead character. Okay, that's fine. But you have to be mindful of the things you let other people take the lead on when it comes to this character. Because letting Franco be the heavy in the story when her rape was revisited was fucking terrible. Yeah, that was... Oh, I was so mad because like if you had been watching from the beginning, people, people have been waiting kind of like Tom was always like in the background because you the time that he got, you knew that eventually he was going to show back up. Uh-huh. And so, he only like, got were, like 20 years, right? Yeah, because they could only get him for the um the blackmail photos. Like, they couldn't actually get him for raping her. So, like, you always, but for me, I'll speak for myself. I was always kind of hopeful that they would revisit that character and Elizabeth would actually get her justice. And so when they brought him back, and it became 
all about Franco and Franco's feelings and Franco's rage and Franco's this and Frank. I was just like, oh, y'all are trash. Y'all are such trash. Because, like, how are you going to use one of, like, the pivotal stories in her history for this character that a lot of her fans did not even did want not her with? Her. I know there are people that stopped watching the show when they paired Elizabeth with Franco. Yep. And they peek in now every once in a while because he's dead now. Like, <laughs> and I and there's one specific person I'm thinking of who I know for a fact stopped watching when they got together. And when he died, they shield back up on my timeline. <laughs> like they don't. I understand every character you don't see as a lead however you have to be mindful of when that character should be positioned as lead yeah because if you don't you will screw it up every time and people will shit on your story you'll be trying to figure out why even if you think you wrote the best thing is because it was told the wrong way elizabeth deserves better and we as viewers deserve better for her even Rebecca Herbst has earned better at this point. Yeah, for sure. They've treated Elizabeth and Rebecca terribly, in my opinion, for a long time. And she, Elizabeth has been the butt of every joke. I mean, I never forgot that the show tried to fire her. And then killed off her son. And then gave Jason a child with someone else. Like, who, so, yeah. someone who could not have children. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this was all stories that head writer wrote like <laughs> it was all from the mind of one person there was a deliberate effort to try and get to. there's always a deliberate effort to keep Elizabeth from being the center of attention when she should be and they have to bend themselves into a pretzel to make sure someone else is take center stage and it always falls flat or comes off smelling terrible Yeah, it's absolutely such a disservice to Becky, to Elizabeth, to everyone. And I I hope, I mean, I'm glad that the secret is out for, you know, that Finn knows. I just don't want this to lead to a Finn and Liz reunion. And I know that it will. I already know that. But I don't want it. And I rebuke it. <laughs> and I will be wishing to return every bit of it to sender the minute that it shows up on my screen. Like, again I'm saying this as a person who at first liked them I don't want them back together because I don't trust them but again who do I trust them to put Elizabeth with that's where I'm stuck at right now if she has to be in a relationship I don't think she needs to be in one right now I think she has more than enough going on if they actually write for her damn sons that part but they won't um, but I think if they are to put her in a pairing, it would have to be someone they feel she's on equal footing with. And that's rarely the case. But shall we move into our last critical case? Yep. Nicol Nicholas tells Esme that he is the baby's father and tries to convince her to sign her rights away. And Heather tries to stop her from signing the papers. Nicholas I have a crazy. question about this actually. Esme has 
has assumed that um, Spencer is the father. And she said something in dialogue. I don't remember exactly what she said, but why was it her assumption that Spencer was her baby father? Because Spencer told her that it was a possibility. Oh, he yeah. did say and that. He said, but he, why would he say that when he damn well knew he wasn't the baby daddy? Because his first thought before talking to Diane was trying to claim paternity to claim the baby. Mm, okay. Then Diane said, I am not going to be privy to a lie. So if we're going right, to take right, this no, to yeah, court right. and you know that there's going to be a DNA test to prove that you are not the father, do not even go down that road. Yeah, no, that's true. But he, he had already seen and spoken to Esme before he had that conversation. Yeah, this yeah. was a mess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I still think Esme actually has amnesia. Um, Heather, Heather Oh, is yeah, fun. I think she does, too, because she considered, she signing seriously considered signing those papers. And, yeah. and she never would have. Esme in her right mind would never, would never trust Nicholas. Would yeah, never get rid of her ace in the hole. Yeah. Yep. And also Esme, in the past, when she's scheming, especially when it comes to Nicholas, once, you know, Nicholas is, has left, she always has this smirk on her face, yeah. but she hasn't broke once, not about anything to anyone or like post I conversation like, with anyone. So I feel like when she runs with Heather and Ryan, that's going to be where her memories are going to start to come back because she's going to be. With, with Ryan, Ryan. and Ryan's going to be what triggers her memory, and I would not be surprised if she gets her memory back, and that's what what jump starts her labor. Child, like the shock, the shock and trauma of remembering everything, <laughs> yeah. and then that's Imagine what causes her to go labor. With Heather and Ryan, you get the shock of your life. You go into labor, and those are the people who are supposed to help you deliver this child. <laughs> Wait. My God. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> My God. Wasn't Heather a nurse at one point? Yes. Like no, she was a nanny. I thought she was a nurse. <laughs> and let's not forget that when Heather is in the vicinity of a of a, uh, a woman baby. giving birth, she takes that she it. tends to abscond with said <laughs> child. <laughs> I wish sure her and Nina Like she, she's a baby klepto. <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised. She's capable of doing that, especially because she said um, to Esme um, something about knowing what it feels like to lose her baby. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's trying to use Esme's kid as, you know, a second chance to uh, mother Esme. She's crazy. Literally so. She's definitely capable of that. Uh, holler when she said all men lie and Ryan was sitting back there Hallie <laughs> <laughs> Mills is so much fun in this she role is. she really is. like for someone to have to fill Robin Matson's shoes she's doing it very well very so, very well and she's <laughs> playing it differently than the way Robin would which I think is what's helping yeah she's she's less She's grounding it in more reality, yeah. if that makes sense. Because the last few stints of Robin Matson's Heather were very cartoonish, and I don't think that was through any fault of the actress. I think that was the writing. The writing, yeah. Um, But 
Heather just seems like a normal crazy person, not a crazy person. <laughs> it, it seems like a person who has literally had an LSD adult brain for over half of her life. So at this point, she's lived with it and has figured out how to be slightly normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's learned how to function with it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love her as Heather. I Anytime she's on my screen, my screen, I thoroughly enjoy her. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I weirdly enough, I genuinely cannot wait to see Heather, Ryan, and Esme as a family unit. Like I'm just Same. curious to see so crazy because what it's going to be. And they who's going to be the sanest one? I actually think it would be Esme. It's going to be but, amnesia, uh, it's going to be amnesiac pregnant Esme. <laughs> yeah, but when she gets her memory back and. I mean, well, in the beginning, it's going to take a while and, to kind oh, of go through the motions. Her, when she gets Heather, her memory right? back, she's obviously going to know that Ryan is her father. Then she's going to wonder what the fuck Heather is doing there. Could she put two and two together that Heather is her mommy dearest? I think Heather is going to tell her. I wonder if Heather telling her is what sends her into labor and also jumpstarts her memory. Possibly. Because Heather's been, Heather's, she feels seems like she's bursting at the seams to just tell Esme who she is. I don't so. even think Esme is going to willingly escape with them. I think Heather no, is I think going Heather to kidnap going to her. Run with her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because in, in Esme's current mind frame, she's not in the escape she, frame of yeah. mind. Yeah. And also, she she's she already um, doesn't feel good about being, you know, uh, being accused of crimes that she doesn't remember committing. So for me, the thought of her now committing a crime on top of the other ones, she's just not in that place to want to do that. So yeah, Heather is definitely kidnapping her. <laughs> Esme's not going of her own of her own choice. No, she's not. That I think I think that is kind of one of the stories I'm most excited for to see where this goes because I did not see the three of them on the run together. In the car is going to be fun. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be hilarious. And Esme is going to be so confused because I don't imagine that Ryan is going to pretend to be locked in while they're on the run. I feel like once he's out of Spring Ridge, he's going to be himself, and Esme is going to be entirely confused. Well, doesn't she know he's not locked in? Amnesia, am amnesia, oh. Esme oh, yeah. has no clue. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Amnesia as they thought that was Kevin. <laughs> well, this is such a twisted ass family tree. I I, I, I genuinely like it though. <laughs> it's so fun. Dylan, what are I you thinking? What... Oh yeah, go ahead, Dylan. Oh, I was just gonna say I would also like to point out that um if you looked at the preview where it said that um Ryan kind of refused to move around until he had like settled things with Ava and Felicia. Mm -hmm. And I would like to point out that I, I have told y'all Ryan's obsession always turns homicidal. There is not a woman that he has been significantly tied to that he has not either killed or tried to kill. So his family road trip ain't looking too good. Or Heather, or Esme. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna I, make it as far as Spoon Island. Oh, just, that could explain I mean, the body. That is, could explain the body count. 
he is looking to he is obsessed with Ava and, and she's Ava is suddenly in that all by herself now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna be headed for some horror movie shit yep yeah. <laughs> his his obsessions always turn homicidal always always like even when like the women in his life have helped him out like the lawyer like the nurse like he yeah always turns on them the only possible exception might be Esme so like I'm just really curious as to how all of this shakes out yeah because I mean we know Ryan has no use for women in general but how is he gonna feel about his daughter and we've already seen that he's willing to hurt her yep Heather Ooh. on the other hand is not one thing listen we can't say a lot of good things about Heather Weber but one <laughs> good thing that we can say if she does not physically abuse her children don't come after her kids Yeah, it's going down it's it's going down and right now like she's lost franco steven lars is locked up esme's all she's got so you go you go after her kid and we're gonna see which one of y'all is really crazy <laughs> <laughs> you may have met your match buddy <laughs> I'm just like yeah. I that I'm just looking forward to like this whole weird family road trip and how we're because you know they're all ending up at Windermere somehow. Oh, for sure. Yep. <laughs> and I cannot wait to see where we go. But having said that, we can now move on to our making the rounds segment. We have Maxie and Sasha bonding over grief. Ava and Austin are becoming friends. Brad and Lisa grieve Brit. Everyone gathers at GH for Brit's memorial. Sam and Dante prepare to go to London, and Joss and Dex talk and screw again. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all they do now. So, Nick, why don't you start us off? What are you picking for making the rounds? Um, can everybody hear me? Yes. 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 Make sure. Okay. Um, making the rounds. I'm gonna do. Ava and Austin, because I've always said more West and Roger Howarth had chemistry. That's who I wanted Franco with, not Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. when, they, when they were trying to figure out who to pair him with after Nina, they should have gone with Ava over Elizabeth, in my opinion. Um, they just work, they click. And it's a different character again. Um, I would have... Like, had they just... Hell, they didn't even have to kill Franco off. They could have just had him and Elizabeth divorce and paired him with Ava. But, um, suspending my disbelief, no one thinks he looks like Franco, whatever. But, um, he and Ava work for me. Like, I could get behind them being a thing long-term, possibly. Um, and if... I think there was a theory last week or the week before that Cousin Mason is mobbed up so if Ava's involved, I'm intrigued. 
It's um, the only thing that could make me give a damn about this, about <laughs> him, honestly. <laughs> Franco's bald head ass cousin. <laughs> I mean, not Franco. It's Austin's bald head ass cousin. You. Honestly, though. <laughs> but um, they 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 really work, and so I hope they go there. If we have to keep him. Yeah. Same. Sarah, what are you picking for making the rounds? Uh, Nick picked mine, and I'm just going to piggyback off what he said. Everything he said, yes. I'm intrigued. That's it. All right. Dylan, what about you? (laughs) Um, Okay. For mine, I am going to go with Brad and Liesl grieving Brit. Like, I don't know how long y'all have been here, but I remember when it was on site with those two. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we hated their cuts. <laughs> Both of them. Like, like it, it, they, each other they, or the audience for them. They hated each other. No, like they they would see each other and like there might as well have been a voiceover going and fight. Because like <laughs> it was going down, and so like seeing them like find common ground and be supportive of each other, and just like help each other through their grief, it was so nice to see. And also like those are the two people in Brit's life that she never had to like fake it with no matter how like no matter how bad she was it was okay with them and so just like seeing them kind of bond has been really nice and I always like to see more Brad (laughs) and so I'm kind of hoping that we get to see him more with her people yeah I like definitely yeah, th- those were very sweet scenes. And I'm going to piggyback off of Dylan's pick and pick um, Brad and Liesl grieving Brit as well. Uh, particularly for this scene that got me was Brad and the ice cream. Like when he, when Liesl left and he just kind of opened up the ice cream and just kind of did a solemn toast to Brit in her memory, that got me because I didn't realize how much I actually enjoyed their friendship until I've kind of been seeing him miss her and it's like oh wow I really did like them too I'm gonna miss this dynamic as well and I think Perry Shan did a really beautiful job in that moment and I like that they're giving him the moments to grieve her because I was so afraid that once she left he would disappear because we barely see him anyway and I'm glad that so far we're actually getting to see him grieve her I just want us to see more of it that's my only thing well based on Silver Digest we will be seeing more of him grieving Brit and Selena's up in the mix so I'm intrigued to see what that dynamic looks like I smell her taking advantage of him and his. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, same. Over to get him do something illegal. (laughs) Well, Well, she's been trying. She's been trying to get him into that world since he got out of jail. So, 
Well, it says Brad grieves Brit and finds surprising support. But so maybe, maybe in the beginning it's going to be genuine, <laughs> and then it'll she'll have it off to something yeah. shady. <laughs> But I'm glad we're going to be seeing more of them. I don't know how much more of them, but I think that's something that we've we've always said, whether it's on the timeline or in the group chat, that they need to play up the relationship between Brad and Selena. So yeah. it'll, nice, yeah, it'll be nice sure. to see more of Miss Wu. Definitely. Having said that, we can now go on to our praise or shade segment. Nick, why don't you start us off? Um, I'm praising, and um, it's the Cassidine family unit. Um, it's it's fun, it's messy. I what I appreciate the most about this storyline is everyone is allowed to be flawed. It doesn't feel like they're going out of their way to save a character or make sure they're in the right or prop them, like. I know some people are complaining about about Nicholas being destroyed. I'm t- I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Nicholas ain't been shit in probably 20 years. He's had his moments of being nice and decent, but from the, Nicol- as as I- the Nicholas the audience loves so much died when Emily died. Yeah, because and to be honest, that's the tr- that's what I believe. And with every failed relationship, he gets more chaotic. So, but I just like Spencer, Nicholas, Ava, um, Victor, everybody involved is just a mess. Laura even pissed me off this week because she was saying some stuff to Spencer about when Spencer started going after Nicholas, she said something and it bothered me. I don't even remember what she said. I'm like, ma'am, I love you, but oh, you're Oh, all wrong. parents make mistakes? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Because like, I saw that line and I went, Laura, I love you, but you got to let your kid hold your L here. Hold his, hold his L. Like, he's a grown-ass man. He's And he's, it's not one mistake. He's made multiple mistakes consistently, specifically when it comes to his son. So now that his son is la- officially lashing out and not hiding it, like he's not hiding behind cheap tricks and uh planted um ID badges anymore or just scaring people in the shadows. He's full on I'm coming for your ass and I want you to know it's me. <laughs> but I appreciate that because I think the Cassidines are really the only family that we get to do that with on this show. Because specifically with the Corinthoses and to this and by extension Carly's spawns. Um this <laughs> it's very rare when like we don't get moments where Michael's dead wrong and he gets called to the carpet. Nicholas got that at the hospital. At the we didn't get all of it, but we got some of it. And it whenever Nicholas screws up, whenever Spencer screws up, whenever Ava screws up, someone's always there to call them out. And it's always fun to see them try and either one defend themselves or just hold their L and take it on the chin and then move on with their lives and still try to function. It's interesting. It's compelling to watch. It's and I I want that for the rest of the show as a whole. Like let characters be dead wrong and then see them navigate through the, them being wrong. 
we don't get that often. So when we do, it makes it even better. Yeah. But yeah, the Dylan, cast are lines you... are, is for me. Oh, Love them. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Dylan, are you praising or shading? Yeah, I'm praising and I'm just going to kind of piggyback off of what Nick said. Like those scenes with Spencer and Laura and Nicholas were so good. Like so, 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 so good. And like, Nicholas Alexander Chavez is just doing an amazing, amazing job. And I know the way the Emmys are set up, he's supposed to stair step from like younger actor to supporting actor to lead actor. But like, honestly, he's a lead in every scene. So just give him the lead Emmy. <laughs> and, and, and to be frank, He's outacted most of He's, them. Yes. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade. Like, I, I am Beyonce. Move out the way. <laughs> like, you can't. This industry uh, isn't large enough. This industry isn't large enough for you to still do that. Yeah. You, like, and you don't have these actors for a long time. Are y'all y'all want to gatekeep and Bogart things? Uh, well, then in, put in I, the performances that I, I'm gonna say something. That. I'm gonna say something. The only person who I've seen make the jump straight into lead without any preamble was Billy Flynn on days. And one year it worked, and one year it didn't, or it didn't, then it did. And Nicholas to me is a stronger actor, so he should be able to do it with no problem. Yeah, yeah. but the problem is Billy Flynn was given the story to be lead with gh we know who those leads go to i'm not gonna name names but we're all you don't have to do episode numbers do it for you exactly <laughs> so if he's given the space to be that absolutely he can make the jump and all the other people who will be in his category better be shaking in their boots because he is that good. Yep. But like, are they going to give him the space to be a lead? That that's really the question. Because there's and nowhere if, else for him to go. It's really and not. even if he has yeah. the material, will the show back the play? That's the other thing. Because he has the material. Because he's a lead in every scene. Whether he's meant to be or not, he leads every scene. Like he was he's literally acted Marcus Coloma into being that blinking man gif. <laughs> <laughs> that we all love to use on Twitter all the time. So it, it can happen. It should happen. I hope it happens because, I mean, it is only February at this point, and he has given at least. <laughs> the fact that you said it's only February. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of material that he's had just in the last two months that could be considered award worthy is insane. Could you imagine? What his reel is going to look like by the time we get to December? Good God. No, yeah. I can't. Like, the fact that he's going to only be able to submit a 20-minute reel showing his best work, he is going to have such a hard time trying to pick what that is because he will have so much to choose from. Well, he can open with the February stuff for sure. From yeah, absolutely. Definitely. That's... <laughs> oh, God. 
So Nick, Dylan. Okay, Sarah, who is, are you praising or shading? I'm praising and I'm going three for three. Um, yeah, this whole Cassidine situation is just chef's kiss. And like, like Dylan said, Nicholas Chavez is, he is acting, okay? If he was still eligible for the younger, the younger performer category, all those people who would be submitting are just submitting just to submit because he would have it on lock. Yeah, um, like nobody would be touching him. But I, I, like I said, I think if he's given the story and the episode count to be a lead, he can definitely compete with, he can compete with the peers, his peers that will be in that category. Do I think he's better than some of them? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but again, the politics of of the Emmys and just like you know the concept of paying your dues or 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 like Dylan said um stepping into the different categories I think that would be the only thing holding him back but he's doing amazing work Adam Huss did a great job that his predecessor wouldn't be able to do um Laura was just there looking hella confused. <laughs> but uh, she did, Jeannie did such an amazing job as well. And I think they're bringing back the essence of this weird Cassidine family dynamic. Weird in the sense that you know that they love each other in a weird way, but there's so much hate as well because of all the terrible things that have happened. And yeah, just chef's kiss to, to the performance, extra chef's kiss for Nicholas Chavez. He's, he's, he's doing an amazing job. And if he stays in the soap world, I there's no telling what he can become. But I do believe that after his contract comes up, he's going to be getting out of dodge oh, yeah. which is unfortunate but yeah no he's you he's killing it yeah. yeah he's killing it i know that in the beginning when he first came on people weren't weren't really feeling him or they were kind of iffy on him um for me i felt indifferent just in the sense like it's his first job so I can't expect much out of him, but once he hit his stride, like he hasn't turned back and yeah, he's just killing it. He really is. And I was going to shade, but you know what? I'm going to hop on the praise train and make it a full sweep and spend a few more minutes praising all things Cassidine from this week, because honestly it was the most compelling story of the entire week. Um, those church scenes or the hospital chapel scenes with Spencer, Nicholas, and Laura were literally the best, most dramatic thing I think that this regime has done probably since they started, definitely post-COVID. Like, it's honestly the most riveted I've been in current GH in the longest time. And the fact that we had a temporary Nicholas Yep. in those scenes 
he was there for maybe five minutes. He barely knew Jeannie. He probably didn't know Nicholas that well because I don't think when he was I don't think when he was here last I time think he was there. I I don't I think Spencer was in prison then, so I don't think that they were interacting. So it and you immediately got the connections and the history with everyone. He yeah. didn't miss a beat. And not, that can't be said for a lot of recasts. So I have to just give major props to everyone involved because it was honestly a highlight of the week. And I cannot wait to see where the story goes. Do we have any final thoughts before we wrap up? One more thing. It, it wasn't rooted in a retcon. The, that mess with the Castle family was not based on a retcon. It's based on stuff we watched happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm Stuff I'm currently re-watching. Or it, watching for the first there, time because I didn't a, see it when it there's aired. a reason it's so fun to watch and so compelling. And it's it's because we know how they got here. And that was that I think that was the genius part of it. Like everything they did, I don't know who made that decision to have him flashback and have Spencer recite the a confession to him and if that was a direct callback to Laura and Stefan Stefan or Stefan you you deserve an edible arrangement you deserve a raise you deserve <laughs> like, you, you, all, you probably also deserve an Emmy nom and a win because that was insane and we yeah. don't it you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of an episode of succession it that's that felt like something they would do on that show Oh yeah. It, it was it yeah. was very subtle. They probably wouldn't have used the flashbacks, but they would have they they would have used words that were specifically very triggering to the character that they would immediately clock what was happening. So and, who so which which Roy were they? Who was who? Mm, mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a loaded question because <laughs> definitely not Ro- definitely not uh Rowan or Roman? Roman. Roman. Yeah, Roman. No. no, Roman and Logan Roman. were not. That was Kendall and Shiv. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, Shiv was Spencer was Shiv, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kendall was Nicholas. <laughs> yep, because Nicholas walked into that chapel thinking he had things well in hand, and look, and Kendall Hive. We know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> all too well. I'm only on season two, and. I Listen, shake my head every time for that man. One day we're gonna win, girl. That's <laughs> gonna be at the series finale because I'm not seeing the end of. I'm not seeing the light at the end of this tunnel. Oh but yeah, in that moment, it reminded me of Succession. I'm like, ain't no way in hell GH is pulling this shit off. But yeah, and maybe somebody's been watching that show. If you are, keep watching. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's take tips. <laughs> and it also felt like. Nicholas Alexander Chavez did his homework. Yeah. yeah, I know. I I know Dylan and I discussed this in the group chat on whether or not he's actually done his history work, and I believe that he's said blatantly that he didn't watch anything pertaining to the previous portrayal of Spencer. But I one hundred percent believe he did a Cassadine history deep dive because the way he's able to channel the history that comes before him. Yeah. He has to know it in order to channel it that way. Yeah, he like I'm 
I, yeah, I, I can see maybe he didn't go back and watch Nicholas Bechtel because, to be honest, there wasn't much of a need to because yeah, Spencer's, that version of Spencer was so far removed from yeah that version of me. that yeah. version of the Cassidine family. Yeah, I think Nicholas Bechtel probably went to YouTube and pulled up the same videos we pull up whenever we want to watch anything about the Cassidines, and he was like, "Oh, well, this dynamic makes sense. I can use that in my portrayal." Because there's there's not a Spencer there for him to have to avoid seeing, mm -hmm. but it does feel like he definitely did his homework at some point. He maybe he didn't yeah. do it immediately. Maybe he did it when, once he got the role. But yeah, or maybe he did it once he and Nicholas were heading into an adversarial place because that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've always kind of been adversarial. <laughs> Yeah, but it's really climaxed over yeah. basically yeah. since he found out that Nicholas slept with with Esme. Mm -hmm. And, and ever since then, ever since, yeah. Uh, yeah, and ever since then the dynamic has completely shifted and it felt like it felt like old school Cassidy and I kind of love it. Yeah. One thing I also want to add, um, I know this is not necessarily where the story is taking us from now, but just give Adam Huss a contract, please, because I think he's needed on screen for Spencer. I'd allow and, it. <laughs> yeah. And it's solely because I, I think he has massive potential. And I saw that in his very first scenes. Remember that episode where Marcus was absent and Adam Huss's Nicholas came showed up looking disheveled like he had just gotten into a fight or something? Yeah. Um, but I saw it then. I'm like, this is weird. He feels out of place, but he also feels like he could he could grab a hold of this role if given the opportunity. I, think, I think he could. I'd be willing to give him a shot. But let us, let us be very, but very I'd clear. give him a shot. Adam needs a contract as Nicholas Castine. <laughs> you mean not someone yeah. else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would be willing to see what he can do with the role long term. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Dylan, do you have any final thoughts before I wrap this up? Uh, no, I think we've pretty much covered everything. All right. Then next week, we will have a special top five episode for you because we are taking a bit of a break for the Super Bowl. And we will be back with a regular recap in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Later, y'all.